With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Keep your text rolling through on that and your thoughts on Adam Fanua Blake. Uh, joining us now is a man who he, he probably dwarfs those kind of numbers. Uh, he used to with, carry the ball a hell with, of a lot. With all the jobs that he's, he's got. Daryl Elligan. G'day, mate. How are you? <laughs> Hey, how you going, man? Don't worry about them front rows in the game. Give some more money to some goal-kicking wingers. That's where the, the crux of the game is, man. You know, that Kempe, all those, all those guys that stand out by the touchies. Oh, that's, that's right. How are you, man? Yeah, very good. Welcome welcome in this morning, DJ. Hey, um, mate, we might as well start with it because it's going off here. Um, Adam Fanua Blake, and, and you've covered the Warriors for years. Has there been, a, I guess, a, a, a bigger bit of news come out in a, in a time when you weren't expecting it? Um, yeah, I guess, you know, after such a, a buoyant season, it sort of might be a bit of a slap on the face for, for everyone. I mean, I, I, I hadn't heard any rumours or didn't know anything. And even, um, you know, I've been rooming with Stacey Jones for the last um, two and a half weeks, and, and that's a slap in the face anyway. But, um, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> but, but no, uh, so, yeah, it has come out of the blue. Um, but once these things sort of happen, um, you know, the next couple of days is all about, you know, Who's going to trade? Who, who can we get? What does it free up? And, and, and generally the player's gone. Um, so, you know, you just have to unfortunately sort of put that stake in the ground now and understand that he won't be there. And uh, you'll have someone else coming. Who will it be? You know, the market goes into a bit of a frenzy and, and, and then we move forward, you know. Who, who actually takes up his role in terms of what he delivers on, on the field? And he arguably had his best year ever. Mm. With the Warriors this year, so it is you know hugely disappointing. But but he contributed to that as well. So so good on him. Um, sometimes there's um, reasons in the background why why, why people have to go. Um, and and for Adam, um, yeah, sad to see him go. So uh, after a great year, DJ. Okay. But anyway, I'm living up. I'm living up. The, I'm living up the Waikato boys. We're having a good dose of Hamilton. Yeah, our old haunts, mate. It's, uh, degrees, and this this is God's country. What's what's is it, just? I'll ask you a question about that because that's where you're actually from. Any of your old nightclubs still open? <laughs> well, there, there's not a few. There's not a few corners there that I couldn't find. Actually, down the end of Hood Street or Victoria Street, down by where the uh, Waikato Brewing Company used to be. But um, yeah, Hamilton's um changed. It's um you know, uh, it's vibrant. Um, it's all the university students all coming in and floating down um, around one end of town. And we even sort of unfortunately bumped into the Australians last night. It's not that big enough to have the Australians on one side of town and us on the other. But um yeah, no, it's been been beautiful. Um, I just about jumped in the river yesterday, Kempi, and went for a bit of a swim yeah. down to Narawahi and back. But um, anyway... Don't scare anyone, mate. Don't do that. that. You'll empty the town. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, the yeah. Tanifar's back! No, the Tanifar's back! We've seen him! He's <laughs> in the river! Yeah. But the guys are having a great time. They've trained really well this week. We go to Captain's Run today. Um, a crew went out and played at uh, Te Amuru Golf Club yesterday afternoon and had a good time. Um, I think we might take a little bit of a detour and try and go and check out Raglan this afternoon yeah. after the captain's run, if the weather holds. But um, yeah, no, it's been it's been awesome. But um, the main focus for us is has been a little bit better, or not a little bit, a, a heap better than what we were last week in Melbourne. 
and uh, seizing this last opportunity to get a win against Australia to, to finish what has uh, been a fantastic season in the rugby league. Yeah, what's what's your role within the side, uh, within the coaching setup, DJ? I just look after the goal kicking, so you can give blame me for that one. Other other stuff you can still blame me for, but I'm not really responsible for it. So yeah, taking taking care of our our goal kickers. Um, yeah, got a couple of good ones on that side too, DJ. Mate, what do you what do you make of the the game last week? Um, you know, we we go in there pretty buoyant after the game against Samoa, and then we get probably off to a, a, a couldn't got off to a worse start uh, against the Australians, and then. You know that Queensland spine is that is that really as big a threat as everyone's making out? Yeah, I think sometimes you know, like you can sort of first of all we didn't start well. You did right, um, and if you hand football to the Australians in a particular part of the field, then they're going to break you down at some stage. Um, the, you know, like Munster and Cherry Evans and and Benny Hunt um, in particular is a real. Good, Blue in that side, so um, they've got a couple coming back too. Big Payne Haas comes back in, and Tino um, for this week as well. And they've got a lot of lot of ball play in the middle. So our improvement areas are one, um, you know, kicking game, putting them back in the back end of the field, and then holding them there um, and not allowing them to play from certain parts of the field. Um, they played from pretty much halfway onwards all week last week. Um, and so if we can be better at that area, then that's going to be a fit for us. And then possession with the ball for us to attack. I mean, six tries last week they scored against us. Um, we managed to score three. Um, but the, the weight of possession and where, where Australia played from on the field was too far forward. Um, so, you know, we, we need to hold them back um, down the end for big periods of time, force them into a couple of mistakes, and then um, show what sort of attacking skill and, and flair that we have. I know that Dylan Edwards has been very good for, for Penrith as a fullback, but on the wing, he's looked really sketchy. Um, you know, is it, has it been a, a focus this week to, to maybe target him a bit more? Yeah, well, he got a couple of kicks last week, and you know, he made an error there at one stage, dropping the high ball, and he doesn't really do that. Um, but he, he can only really work off the back of what happens in the middle of the field. I mean, he's a good finisher. He, he delivers. We see how he plays for Penrith week in, week out. He's a real effort person and around the ball, normally runs, you know, 200-plus metres a game. But, you know, Tedesco's in the custodian role there, so he gets um, shifted out onto wing. And for, for Dylan, it's it's more, I think, reward for, you know, Clive, uh, it was Clive Churchill, I think, last year. Uh, medalist. Um, he's been on the fringe of sort of rep football for a while and, and he deserves an Australian jumper. And uh, is he out of place on the wing? No. Um, can you expose him a little bit, especially in defence? I think is the key there, Kempe. Um, doesn't defend there um, week to week in the NRL. However, you know, if you, um, if you don't control the middle of the field to then expose the outside, well, you know, he's going to get a free ride. Or not a free ride, but he's going to have a, have a comfortable game. and We've got to make it un- uncomfortable for him. So, um, yeah, I mean, he'll be in the game plan to be attacked um, for sure. Yeah, you've got big pain coming back with Tino in the middle. Um, they're ad- adding Lee and Martin back to one of the edges there. So they, they get a little bit more, I think, punch through that middle of the park. When you, when you look at our, our middle forwards, mate, and it seems that I thought Leota was off for too long last week with Fisher-Harris. They seem to go good together when they're, they're being... I guess used in tandem. Is is there a reason why Leota was off for for so long? No. Um, well, just how Madge thought the game was was sort of panning out. Um, Griffin means uh, the front row off the bench, which needs to 
make a really good impact um, to allow those guys to to rotate through their work and and, and what they do. Um, so that in itself is the key. And he wasn't used a lot last week with a name from the, from the Cowboys. So maybe he gets a little bit more game time and there's some fresher legs. We talk about impact players and we talk about Spencer Lenniou from the Panthers and he's your ideal impact player. He only comes on and plays 20 minutes, but he changes the tempo of the game and he, he's just on the ball the whole way. And so in terms of a, an impact, in terms of the front row rotation, um, you know, Fisher-Harris and, and Leota have to actually get on top to start with. And then when Griffin Neen comes on, he can try and push the envelope a little bit more and take the pace of the game up. If you're always chasing the game, we were always chasing the game last week, um, Kempi, and, and we didn't chase well, to be fair. Um, so, you know, we need to be in front, I think, against the side. And, and that then compounds and puts a bit more pressure on them as well. But your front row rotation is sort of like a, a super important. But Fisher-Harris in particular... Um, oh, he's he's got a massive motor on him, but you've mm. got to use it really, really well. So you do have to spell him, but you've got to spell him at the right time to get a benefit for everyone. Uh, talking about motivation for the team, mate, I mean, there's, there's no lack of it, I'm sure, but I, I did notice David Long wrote a great piece uh, talking to Griffin Neem uh, about how he grew up and said, we hated the kangaroos. You know, that's always been part of the Kiwi psyche. Is it hard to use that, though, when you get a couple of Aussies sitting in the coaching box? No, not at all. Um, I mean, we do dislike them, if you want to, or whatever word you want to want to use when it comes to battle. You know, we if hate's too strong, well, out on the field, it's not. Um, but no, hundred uh, percent. I mean, uh, all the way from Greymouth, he's not going to take a particular liking to someone coming out of Sydney. You know what I mean, Griffin Neem. But like I say, it's a small town, Hamilton, and we bump into them, and unfortunately, they beat us last week. So we sort of sort of be a little bit humble when we're, when we're going past and looking past in the street this week. But hopefully, you know, we, we can return, serve on them this week and, and turn the tables. But um, there's always that sort of level of trans-Tasman rivalry against the Australian, whether you're from Greymouth or whether you're from up the far north like Adam Blair or, or James Fisher-Harris or something. So, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll try and take an Australian scalp whenever we can. Do they, do they get a, a licence to, to try a little bit more this week? This week, uh, DJ, you know, like they, I think it went 50, 50 minutes without making an error. But if you look at the errors, Aussie made, you know, um, close to double the amount that the uh, the Kiwis made with the way that they throw that ball around. Do do our boys get a license to try things? I think you always have that license when you wear the black jumper. You were never um, strained in, in your black jumpers, um, Kempe. You're always allowed to do whatever you wanted to do you know, within the realm of things and in, in, in the team pattern. And yeah, you know, I would love to see you know, Matty Tomoko. Um, smoke them on the outside and then be brought back under and, and, and get his footwork into action. Um, yeah, and, and there's that talent there as well and Ronnie Molotalo, you know, and guys out on the edge. So um, I hope they do, you know what I mean? Um, the halves, uh, Dylan Brown's running game um, uh, is better and better and better and probably an area where he, he thinks he can get better as well. So we have plenty of attacking threats. So it's up to them to you know, seize whatever opportunity comes their way and create for the others. But, yeah, there's, there's plenty of attacking talent there for sure. Uh, Daryl, just before we let you go, mate, we started to, we're talking about uh, Adam Fanua Blake, and I just want to ask you this question that we put out there uh, to the listeners uh, at the start of the show. If you're in Andrew Webster's show, shoes now and you have to replace him, where are you looking at, or who are you looking at? Um, yeah, well, what about someone like... Uh, 
for the Warriors, sometimes you can get tied up in, oh, it'd be nice to have a little bit of a homecoming for some people, you know what I mean? Because, you know, some of the great players that have played, Ruben Wiki and all those people have, have come back and spent time, you know, back at the Warriors at the end of their career. And, you know, guys like um, Adam Blair um, is, a, is another one. But, but what about someone like Nelson Asafa Solomona? <laughs> big yeah, yes, please. <laughs> and, a, and a homecoming for the big guy, you know what I mean? And he'd bring everything with him too. So um, I don't have a, I don't have a straight up sort of like uh, hit list that I, I think who could come. I, I was wondering where Adam might go. I thought maybe he might even head off to my dogs now that um, uh, they've lost a couple of front rowers as well to be the Pangai Junior moving on. But um, some sort of think that he might be headed back to Manly and a couple of those things. But no, for me, maybe Big big Nils would be uh, be a warrior. Yeah. You uh, need a bigger jersey than you too, Kempe. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. The, the, need the, a longer one. The, the biggest fan of that call would be Wade Egan's jaw, wouldn't it? Wade Egan's jaw would be very happy having Nelson on his can team. You, can you imagine Wade Hooker getting down in the scrum with him? He'd be, a, he'd be off his feet. Yeah. <laughs> so good, DJ. He, hey, listen, mate. He is... He, he, He's the biggest human, let me tell you. <laughs> he is. Thanks very much man. for coming on, DJ. I know you had a big night out with Stace last night, so we'll let you go get a coffee in and you can get your 10K <laughs> run yeah, right. underway. Eh? Next Kiwi coach, Stacey Jones. Let's get a win, mate. Eh? Let's get a win. Let's get a win, DJ. Go well, mate, and best of luck to the team, eh? Uh, see you, bye. bye. See you, mate. Uh, Daryl Halligan there with us at 7.19 <laughs> here on SENZ. Keep your texts rolling through. Interesting, uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona. Great call from DJ, one that we hadn't had on the text machine. He's another one that's just signed. You know, if you remember, he he did the rugby call. I'm going to rugby union, and then they pumped up his contract. Oh no, I'm staying, type thing. So, mate, the mind games. What what might be really interesting is we might actually try and get a player manager on next week to talk about the intricacies of of player contracts and and how they are being manipulated. So we'll, just, we'll do some homework. Eh? See if we can find someone that wants to talk about it.